Welcome to City Life Church Podcast. Our desire is that all may come to know Christ and fulfill their purpose in life. We welcome you to head over to our website for more information. God bless you and enjoy the message. And that, uh, that the church tends to eat their own. I want to clarify that. Uh, just for, for those of you who maybe didn't understand what I was saying, because when I went home, I thought about this. What, would people, what were people thinking about that? Number one, the church does not belong to Satan. We know that. And to clarify that he, though, does try to come into the minds of believers to try to get them to do things against each other. And so we have to be careful of that and watch out for that. And also, I wasn't referring to City Life Church that we eat our own here. I was just referring to the church as a whole, that that can be a tendency from time to time that we uh, attack each other. The enemy likes to try to get us to do that. So we're under the blood of Christ. Uh, we serve an incredible God. We do not serve the enemy. The church does not belong to the enemy. So hopefully that will clarify if any of you thought left here wondering maybe that I thought that. So, thank you very much. We're good. Well, I'm excited about this morning. I've been thinking about this, praying about this for a while, and I want to start off with a short video clip. And what we're going to do this morning, I'm going to kind of throw you into the future a little bit, and then I'm going to bring you back a long ways in history, and then I'm going to kind of bring us up to today and what God is speaking for us in the season we're in now and moving forward in, in the coming days, weeks, and months of 2020. It's pretty cool, 2020, 2020. So if you go ahead and play that video clip, we would we'll start with that. So that's just actually a little tickler, and I'll be covering some of those things in, in, uh, in more detail as we go. But if you didn't notice that piece of property there, that belongs to City Life Church. It's an amazing piece of property over on 6th Avenue. And you can see that last shot of it coming actually from the north head facing south where you can see that and the, the high school and all those things around there. So that's, that's exciting. So I want to do, uh, first I want to pray, then I want to take us back just to see the hand of God throughout the last few years and then we'll move forward. Lord, I, I'm so thankful, God, that we are here today, that you've chosen us to be part of your big picture, your big plan we are the church. It's the people that make up the church. And Lord, we're humbled that you have chosen us to partner with you in seeing the world come to Christ. And Lord, there's pieces and bits and pieces that each one of us have and that we play a part in all that. And Lord, I pray as we each one seek you individually and as we seek you corporately that you would bring clarity to the things that you would ask of each one of us. So I pray that we would hear this morning and that we would also not only hear, but we'd be doers of your word. And so we pray that in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, the first thing I want to mention is the multiplication factor. Multiplication factor. And this is the power of passion, prayer, perseverance, purpose, and the miraculous hand of God. And this is what we've seen over the last several years here at our church so I want to take us back to 1966. How many were around then? I was. Maybe a few of you were here. Some of you didn't raise your hand, and I know you were. Uh, you, you don't, it's okay to admit that you're a little older than some. Uh, 1966, this church was founded by 
Earl and Leanne Bradley, who happened to be my parents. And so that was an amazing year that God uh, spoke to them, and by faith they came into this community and uh, planted this church here. In 1968, the building and property was purchased for $10,000. This particular part of, wasn't part of the building, but over that area on the west. But $10,000, pretty good price, I would say. Cost for rent that much now for, for a month for somebody to, just to function. Uh, 1970, purchased 6.33 acres on Ruddle Road. It was less than $25,000. Didn't know exact figure, but six acres, $25,000. Pretty good price over on Ruddle Road, which is now the Mormon church is on that property. So in 1976, that property on Ruddle Road was traded for the property you just saw in the video, 15.66 acres. It's located on 6th Avenue Northeast over there. So that was a pretty good trade up in it. So, so far we're, at, we're spending $25,000, ish something like that. And then the addition of this building, there's a few couple more dollars in there, but pretty low amount of dollars. So we see the multiplication factor when there's vision, there's purpose, and God is moving in a direction. There's perseverance, there's prayer. All these things are going in. And here we are today with the assets that God has provided through many people and through all of these things that I mentioned. We're here today. And so we had an incredible opportunity come to us as a church because we've been praying for years. God we know that we're called to be over there to uh, fulfill your purpose, your vision. But how? How do we get there? There's a lot of roadblocks. And so we were able to recently work with a company called DR Horton. And uh, you saw up on the screen there that there was, we're retaining 5.66 acres of that property. Now, December 22nd, 2019, just a few weeks ago, the CLC members unanimously approved the sale of 10 acres of that property and then also the eventual sale of this property that we're currently on. So that will be obviously in the timing of the Lord. December 30th, I signed and initialed the letter of intent, got it back to D.R. Horton, and so the ball's rolling. So we're there in a 90-day period, where they're going to do feasibility studies, speaking with the city and going planning commission, all those kinds of things. So we're in that place right now. So if you could show me, Devin, can you pop the diagram up there really quick? So this gives you an idea. This is the 5.66 acres. It doesn't look big on this map, but it does if you look at the houses and stuff around there. There's quite a bit. And then this piece of property here, which is 10 acres, and I might mention really quick while this is up here, just so you get an idea, uh, they're going to put 90 houses in here. 90 houses. There's probably maybe 40 houses there. So that's going to be, they'll figure it out. <laughs> it's not our job. But I tell you what, so, so that gives you an idea of, of that's the piece of property and uh, that God has given us, and that's what it is moving forward. So... As I'd mentioned, they're in the middle of the feasibility studies, doing all those things, uh, planning committee, and if all goes well in that process, and we believe it will, then they will be giving us what is equivalent to a 10% down for earnest money, 10% of the total amount of money that we're receiving from them. So also, we in our negotiations with them, they've agreed to bring in all of 
the utilities and do all of our dirt work, site work for us and get us ready so that when we go to build, that's what our focus is on. So retention ponds, all of this stuff, they'll even be bringing in an emergency services road, all the things that we would have had to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on, because that really was one of the biggest blocks for us. Negative thing was the just bringing in the sewer line was going to be a half a million dollars. Now, that's, that's a lot of money. Uh, how many here have that in their savings account today? It, no, nobody wants to be willing to say that. If you did, that's a good rallying start. <clears throat> Good stewards of, the, of kingdom money there. So all of that is going to be included in this process for us. And so that, that's a pretty cool deal. Now, you saw up there breaking ground spring of 21, spring, summer 21. Now, I want to clarify there, that doesn't necessarily mean we're breaking ground. That's when the estimation for D.R. Horton to start pushing dirt, which they're going to do our site as well Timing of that, I'm not sure exactly because they're going to focus on their property, but they've agreed to do ours as well. So just to give you an idea of that. But our heart certainly is that we're moving in the same flow that they're moving in, in the sense of however that works with the city and all of those things. So we're in progress of that. So it's possibility that 18 months from now, definitely we would be seeing some activity over there, some big equipment, a lot of things. Pretty exciting that things can be happening there. We certainly will be in ongoing prayer concerning this facility, this building, as to when we are to sell it. It would be awesome just to kind of make that transition, but we don't know what that looks like. The resources that we would receive from this, because this is all paid for, uh, this building, as well as the property has been for many years, we're in that process. But the estimation is at least that with the funds we receive from D.R. Horton, from us making the transaction for the 10 acres for them and selling this, that we would be able to go over to that property and build something, uh, a phase one project to get us over there, and we could more than likely do it debt free. <laughs> That's a praise the Lord. That is pretty awesome. If you, t- you go from, we're talking multi-millions of dollars potentially that it could cost, but God has just come in in a sovereign way over all of these years, and he's been, uh, as people have been sowing and been faithful and praying, and there's purpose and, and provision, all these things, God has gone before us in this process. And so that's exciting, and I believe that's something, we could just take a moment right now and just thank the Lord for that. Can you do that with me? Amen. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Yeah. Now, some people might ask the question, do we really even need to do this? Do we need to make that? Do we need to sell this? Do we need to make that move? But again, as I showed up there, this isn't about need, whether we need to do this, but there's purpose and vision and things that God has given us and obedience because God has spoken to us over the years through whether it's prophetically or just the sense of the leadership that we are to do this. We are to relocate over there because God has a bigger vision, a bigger plan than we do. It's like Jeff was saying this morning about kind of we compartmentalize God and kind of have our idea of what he does and everything. His, his, he'll blow our minds. Yeah. 
And so we have to get outside of our own way of the box of thinking and comfort and say, God, what is it you want to do in our community? And he's got incredible things that he wants to do in our community, and we believe that that includes us, City Life Church, and so that's exciting for us. And so here's the thing. For 44 years, think of it, for 44 years, we've run into roadblocks, we've run into the enemy trying to destroy, defeat, all of these things that he's been trying to do come against us, but God's been solid through the whole thing, because this, this is his, he's the owner of all this stuff, and we're just stewards of it, but he's protected his assets over these years, because the enemy has come in, and he's tried to come in pretty strong and do a lot of things, and so um, it caused me to reflect back into Second Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, when Jehoshaphat was dealing with all these enemies were coming at Judah. They were rallying together to come at him, and they wanted to come and destroy. And it created a little fear in Jehoshaphat. And it would for you and I, too, if, if we felt that was, man, everything's coming against me. So he goes before God, God, this thing's, I'm in fear right now. You need to, you need to do something. So he called Judah to a time of fasting and prayer and coming together and uniting. And as they did that, they knew that the land that God had given them and promised them, he said, God, you've given us this land, but the enemy keeps trying to take it. And I believe that that's kind of been for us, that God's given us this land and the enemy's trying to take it, but now we're rallying together, we're going to prayer, we're going to seek God, we're fasting, whatever we need to do, say, no, this land belongs to the Lord, and he has a plan for it. And so we see this, that the word of the Lord was prophesied by Jehaziel, and this is what he said. He told Jehoshaphat, he said, Do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, the, the multitude of enemies that are coming. He said, For the battle is not yours, but God's. We sang it this morning. I love it. The battle is God's. He's going to fight this for us. But we can't just sit on the sidelines and say, Well, Lord, whenever you get this thing fought, we'll be there. No, he's including us because he's building our faith. He's energizing us and he's causing us to rally together in unity in this part. And so we see, then Jehoshaphat says in, in verse 20 of chapter 20, 2 Chronicles, this is what he says. He says, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. That's a good word right there. Believe in the Lord and we do. We're going to be established. He's establishing what he's doing. And there's been prophetic things that have spoken. And we believe that. And we, will, we believe that we will prosper in that. You know, all that they had to do, Jehoshaphat and, and Judah, what, you know what they did? Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. And sing and worship. That's all they had to do. Give him praise. That's all. They didn't pick up any knives, spears, swords, anything. They just went out and they just, be, just begin to praise, just begin to thank him, just begin to worship, just begin to sing. And what happened? All of those enemies, one by one, took out each other. And they, and they just beat each other up. And see, that's, that's so the heart of God is to come in and say, you know what, I got this. I got this. I just want you to focus on me, to focus on what I'm doing and what, what my heart is and focus on the people I've called you to reach, and you let me do the rest. And so what happened? They just start fighting each other, and they killed each other all off, and there was none left. And so Judas was able to come into that land 
And there were spoils, there was jewelry, there was, precious, there was tons of valuable things that took them three days to gather it all. The, the plunder, all of that stuff. That's, that's amazing. And so I want to read a prophetic word that came to this church many years ago. Ernest Gentile, some of you may know who he is, a prophet of the Lord who's, who's been around many, many years. But he said this, the Lord would say, what I would do in this house will require men of faith to rise up and call upon the name of God and exhort their fellow laborers to move forward to do the will of God. Be among that number who will say, it can be done, it can be done. No matter what anyone says, you say, it can be done, it can be done. There's got to be a a whole core of people in this church that rise up with this same kind of attitude, born of the faith of God. People that can walk around the walls of Jericho and believe something is going to happen. Let this congregation experience the power of it can be done, it can be done. I believe that. I also believe that the enemy has tried to steal the word. But God has seen fit to establish his word. And his word is coming to pass. And I would encourage us this morning that we be those people of faith that say it can be done. And we're seeing it right before our eyes. But now is the time to begin to rally and move out and not just sit back and say, okay, Lord, wow, we'll watch you do it. Now, he's calling us to rally together. And so, you know, this word, it, it seemed to lie dormant for many years. And for whatever reason, we, we understand all that. But it remains protected for us to build on. That word, God spoke it, he protected it, and he's calling us to build on that word. And there's a strong hope and a future that God has for City Life Church and our community. And so this is amazing. It can be done. It can be done. So we first hear the word of the Lord. Secondly, we have to respond to it. And third, we have to stand on that word. We have to contend for that word. Our vision for our future, I'm going to speak individually and corporately, our vision for our future needs to be impactful enough to affect our present. The vision for our future has to be impactful enough to affect our present and what happens now. Vision for our future is not connected to our eyes. In the natural, we see with our eyes. But it is not connected to our eyes. Vision is not connected to our eyes. It's connected to our ears. (laughs) Interesting thought. Our vision must include faith. And faith doesn't come by seeing. What does it come by? Hearing. Hearing by the word. I'm speaking today, you're hearing today. God is speaking, we are hearing. Are we going to grab a hold of what he's speaking to us in faith and say, it can be done. We can do this. We are going to do this. It can be done. done. Where are we today? It's interesting because sometimes it takes a crisis or a great challenge to birth a fresh vision in us individually or corporately. You think about your own life. We end up in this place where 
we're in this zone of mediocrity in life, and we're fairly happy with where we're at, and yeah, things are okay, and we're doing okay, individually, corporately, but we get into that zone of mediocrity, but God allows something to come in and happen, to bring a challenge, to bring something that stretches us, to bring something that's not comfortable, to get us out of that comfort to see a fresh vision that he wants for us because it's much bigger than we would ever, ever imagine on our own because we could stay comfortable for the rest of our life and be okay, but we wouldn't be in the will of God in the sense of what he wants to accomplish in us and through us. He's got incredible things that he wants to do. So in that, for us as City Life Church to be more effective in what he's called us to do, we need several things. We need better parking. We need a much more efficient facility. By the way, this facility costs a lot of money to run every month because it's not efficient and, and to keep it up and repair it. A new facility would cost, if you talk to some of the people now that are experts in the area of efficiency in building, it's very, very low cost to operate. Plus, being brand new, you're not dumping a lot of money into it every month. So that is a great thought and a great plan. It's just really conserving resources, again, to be able to put into other areas. We're dumping a lot. Even though we own this place, we dump a lot of money in it just to maintain it and turn the heat on. It's expensive. But thank God he's providing for that. But there's ways we can steward better being on that property. It's a better geographical location. For example, there's a gentleman that just came in here the other day that I met with, and he's been in this community for many years, never had an idea that this street even existed, well, here, let alone the church. Just not really a good location. Not that God can't draw people, but that location over there is an incredible place for reaching. Plus, as I showed you, 90 new homes going in. There's a community that needs us. And there's a lot more new homes going in down the road. I've seen the plan for it. That's a great, and the schools, by the way. What an opportunity with the schools. And we are already deep in relationship with the schools already. And that will even grow and multiply as we move forward. There's a lot of things we could talk about in regards to that. Our purpose, again, isn't to build a building but to build lives, to build lives of people in our church and in our community. It's not, our purpose isn't to go build a building. A building is something that just facilitates the vision or things that we want to accomplish. So that's important for us to understand that. And so moving forward, we definitely need a prayer team, people praying. Been talking to our prayer pastors, Helen Carroll, about this. We already have the men's prayer on Tuesday night, and this will be added to, bring added value to that, the men praying for this particular project, for the building, the church, all that moving forward, the vision. Also, we will be starting a women's prayer. So that's great. I see a couple women smiling. That's good. We'll have more information on that coming forth, but if you, wanna, if you have any interest at all and be a part of men's prayer, women's prayer, uh, maybe you can't come specific to the times that will be chosen, but you say, I want to be involved and connected in that, great. Come see 
Helen Carroll, they would love to get you connected in that. And we'll have more information regarding those times. But we believe that this has to have a prayer base, a strong prayer base. Not that we aren't praying and haven't been, but as we move forward, we even need that even more. So that, that's something very important for us. I was thinking about the fact that we're a small church, and that's fine. It's not about numbers, because we see the power and demonstration of God. But we still want to grow, because people added to the kingdom is growth. If they come added to the church, it's added to the kingdom. That's good growth. But we have a strong gospel foundation. We have a strong a biblical foundation in our church, and, and that's important to us. And we also have a, very, a fairly strong presence in our community. We are known in our community. Our church is known. City Life Church is known. Now, again, our purpose and goal is not to make our church known. That's not it at all. That's a byproduct of being involved in the community. People find out, hey, this church is doing this. These believers are doing this. These other multiple churches are coming together to do these things to serve the community. That's a good thing. So again, our heart is not to wave the flag of, hey, we're City Life Church. Look at us. We're cool. That's not it. It's about serving the community and bringing the good news of Christ in there and be able to serve what the community is doing. And so in that, there are things that we are currently doing and have been doing in our community. I want to bring a note to that. So some current ways that we're partnering with our community right now. We are active members in the South Sound Chamber of Commerce. That's something very important to us, and we're connected with over 200 businesses in our community, and we meet every month. We have lunch together and meet people and talk with people and make connections that way that really go both ways. We host the staging of the annual light parade at Christmas time. Pretty cool stuff that happens here. We served over 150 drinks to people in our community this, this last month. We have Hearts to Homes. Several partners have come aboard to partner with us and say, in our community, businesses and so forth, we want to be a part of this. We love the vision behind this. So we're connected very strongly with North Thurston Public Schools in this and serving all of these families. And we've, we've done that for several years now. This last year, or this that we just had, we received a Compassionate Community Award from the city for Hearts to Homes in our church. And so that's, those are things that we're establishing, we're doing, and being effective. Here's something brand new that just came to us, and I put it on here, but we're hosting resource gathering for school families in need. This is coming up January 23rd, so it's coming right around the corner. It's on a Thursday, and here at our church, the city came to us and said, would you be willing to host this event? So we have several vendors coming in that are going to set up in this room, and then the families in the school school, Northeastern Public Schools, are all been notified. The ones that are in need, like we serve for Hearts to Homes, those types of families, will be coming in here. The city's going to be having a big pizza party for those families. And who knows how many are coming in, but they're sending out invitations. And then they have, they'll have resource tables set up in here that are resources for families in need. And they're going to have different resources available. And guess what? Unfortunately, It didn't work out quick enough in time for us, but I believe that next year we'll have a resource table because there's some things we can do to help in training and teaching and so forth that I'll be talking about in a minute that will come in perfect. So that's something. We're working closely with the city and our police department regarding the betterment of our community. 
Uh, I serve on a committee in the city of Lacey for helping the underprivileged people in our community and how we best serve them. There's the community chaplaincy, and I call it, I don't believe God just called me to serve our community in this, this specifically this area of chaplaincy, but it's, it's part of our church. And so every time I go out or other people go out in the community to serve people who are in tragedy and great need, whatever it is, there's things. I pastor several people outside of this church, believe it or not, who may not go to church, but they've allowed me into their life to pastor them. You just got to have to sort of, you know, with people and work with them as they go through life and stuff. Yeah, I would love to see them part of church and come and experience all that, but everybody's at a different place. But the permission to say, yes, I want you to, to speak into my life, that's good. That's a good start. That's where we're at. So what will we begin to do now? Obviously, many things we'll be doing over on 6th Avenue, and that's a great plan. But we either are or we will be wanting to do them and start them here first. We're either already doing them or we will be doing them so that when we go over there, it'll just be able to multiply and be more effective. It's not going over there and then go, oh, now we can finally do this. No, God's called us to do it now. And so I want to lay out a few things as far as what that is. One of the things that's going to be so important to us, and it's something that's been stirring for a long time in, in the hearts of the leaders in the church, but provide opportunities for various training for people in the church as well as people in the community. And this is something that there's been time and effort put into something like this, but I believe that City Life Church will be bringing added value to the vision that he's given us by developing developing into a training center, bring added value to what we do, that we become a training center. Now, this will happen in multiple ways, but our focus would be on spiritual and practical, because obviously we have the spiritual side of things, and that's, that's our lane. That's, we run in that. And that's what something we should be very effective at. But there's something beyond that, the practical side, the life skills training in all aspects of life, preparing people to become ambassadors for the kingdom, which is good, and then training in worship, tech, like the guys, we, the worship, there's raising up teachers, how to become a good spouse, how to, what do you do for parenting, all of these things, because people need stuff. I talk to people all the time in our community that just don't have answers for what their needs are, and I believe the church can provide that. And the church is a great place to have those kinds of things. How to be a better boss. How to be a better employee. How to be entrepreneurial. You know what? We have people in our church that, that are really good at all of these different things I'm talking about. And that they can pour into other people's lives to see all of a sudden people begin to flourish in their life, personal life. Which creates a space for God to come in and really revamp them spiritually and come in. So that, that's an awesome thing. So... Uh, as I mentioned, next year, we will be able to have a resource table at such events as I was talking about in our community that people can come and say, hey, wow, you guys provide training and teaching for all of these things, how to be a better parent, how to be a better spouse, how to have a better business, how to apply for a job. All of these things are, and you can, and actually I can learn about Jesus Christ or I can learn about the Holy Spirit or learn whatever it is, we have those things available for people. 
I believe it's the heart of God for us as a church to do this. And I believe there are many people seating, seated in here today that would, could be a part of this. And that's part of the getting outside the box in our comfort zone and saying, you know what, I can, I can give in that area. I can be a part of that. And I believe God wants to do that. He wants to break us out of that kind of our comfort zone of, uh, yeah, I, I'm good. No, he wants us to be great in, the, in his kingdom and, and purpose. One of the things that is exciting, I believe, for the property over there, which is kind of hard to do here, but to have a, a, a cafe-type space that's open all week long, all during the day, for people that can come in, it's kind of, kind of the, uh, sort of the idea of people can come in and either do a, a little Bible study, they could meet with their friends, they could get drinks, they could, you could have a, a little um, acoustic concert session, all the, just a space where it could be used all the time, people could come and go and just have it open to the community and to the church, those kinds of things, which is pretty cool. So we're trying to figure out best ways to, to kind of start something like that here. It's challenging, but we're working on some, some stuff, but God's moving in this way. And to reach, reach our community, to, to reach people. Also, partnering with other believers in the body of Christ outside of this church. There's other churches, obviously, that God's planted in our community and partnering with them, building relationships with different entities in the community for the betterment of those that God has called to be salt and light. So we, we've been called to be salt and light to our community. We see these things starting here. And some of these things we're doing, but to continue this so that when we go to the next level, it will be even that much greater in what God is wanting to do. One of the things that we're going to be doing is we're going to be putting together a survey, a poll or something like that, and we'll have on our website. So we're in the middle of trying to create that, and we'll let keep you updated on that. But we want to hear from the people in this church. What is it you need? What is it that would help you, it would better you in your life, whether it's spiritual or practical? What is it that you want to receive that would help you go to the next level in your life or in your family or in your business or whatever it might be? And so we're going to have some things. We want to get information so that will help us in setting up the resources that we can serve you and the people in the community. So that's going to be important for us as we move forward as well. So... Be on the lookout for that. We'll be talking about that. If you don't have internet access, we will do everything we can to accommodate you as well. We can do something on paper where you can fill out whatever, because we don't want anybody to be excluded for any reason. But some of the things that we want to do is, if you do have internet access, we want to drive people to our website, because we're going to have more and more stuff there that will be helpful for you, resources, calendars, all of those things. So that'll be important as we move forward. So the, the things maybe the thought process for you of what you might want to see available to you. Maybe it's spiritual, practical, emotional, how to interview for a job. It's interesting that because I didn't realize how many people aren't comfortable or confident in even knowing how to interview for a job. So those are just some basic things. But how about self-defense tactics? I was just talking to somebody in our church. Have one throw some mats down in the back room and teach some things just helpful for people. And in the, mean, in the middle of that, you're teaching practical things on life. Uh, not only about that, but spiritual things. So there's a lot of things we can do. How do I parent my kids? Wow, that's a huge one. But it's a great need. 
That's one of the most probably asked questions. What are the benefits of the Holy Spirit? Well, that's a, that's a good thing to know. How do I start my own business? A lot of stuff. So just whatever you're thinking, put that information, and, and we'll do our best And uh, as we move forward. Church really is people doing life together. I mean, that, that's a big part of what we do. Having the Word of God as our foundation and knowing that we're all in that place, and we're discovering God's heart. We're discovering his vision, and we're implementing that. And as we're moving forward, God, it's God's dream. It's his vision, and we're just coming along and saying, God, I want to be a part of what you're doing, what he's set before us. And so we navigate this journey, and we're going. We don't know all the answers. We're praying and seeking God as we go. But it's important that we know that we're in the will of God and we're moving together. And some of this stuff we'll just discover as we go. Other things we may have a better idea. Also, just for people to know that there's many ways to volunteer, to help, to serve in the body of Christ. Even what we're doing now, we see uh, the things that we do. We talked about like in worship. And we have amazing worship here, by the way, at this church. And I hear from people who travel around in other churches that come back and say, you guys don't know how good your worship is. So that's much appreciated here. So that's something that we can translate into bringing other people in and say, we'll train you. We'll train your worship people. We'll train your tech people. We've got amazing tech people that know this business really well. So some of these things that we can do as well, but we need people helping in these areas because you might look go, wow, there's plenty of people. There, look, at there's people in the sound. We need more. If you're willing to serve and want to learn in that, that's, that's amazing. We, City Espresso, that's a great area to serve in. Usher, greeting, all of these things. Uh, children, children ministries, teaching adults, because some of these things we're going to start, we need people to help facilitate in those things. So that's, that's cool. And we know that there will be people that will be excited to receive the good news of Jesus Christ and, re- and excited to hear about these things, but there may be other people out there who just reject it. That's okay. We dust our feet out, and we just keep going. We do what God's called us to do. And so our job is not to be converters or to convert people. We're simply messengers of the good news. And we're to bring good news to people who are without hope and are in need. So that's really what we're called to do. As I conclude, as the worship team come, I want to read a portion of Scripture here in Ephesians chapter 4, a portion of scripture that we, many of us know very well. But I just want to reiterate a couple things as we conclude today. And I know I've taken a little bit long, but I wanted to leave you with some, some things that will be helpful. It says this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This is the important part here because the responsibility of the, the ministry that was uh, talked about, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, is to equip. And, to, and, and so that's our heart and that's what we want to be doing. It's equipping all of us to do the work of the ministry together. We're all in this together. We're all in the boat together. We're rowing together. And also to build up the body of Christ, which... That's us here. So we want to be built up. We want to be encouraged. So this will continue until we all come to unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. 
Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. And that's what's happening so much in our community, so much in our nation, so much around the world. So many things that are confusing. But when we know the truth, when we know the word, we know the foundations of the principles of God's word, we can get out there and we can be blown around, but we're not going to be taken off course. So this is important for us. Um, Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Amen. That's what we want. Who is the head of his body? The church. We are the church. He is the head. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. It's good. There's power in unity. And I believe that as a church, we are probably in one of the greatest places of unity that we've been in a long time. And there's power in unity. And where there's unity, God commands a blessing. And so we know that's coming. And we're and growing in the knowledge of the Son of God. Every day we want to grow in our knowledge of who He is. Because guess what? Who we are and our thoughts, not going to cut it. And I think that's a, a challenge in today's culture. And a lot of a lot of seeing people say, I can do this on my own. We have to have God. Yes. We have to have God right here in the center of everything that we do. And as each one does their part, what? We are healthy and we're growing in love, in love for Christ and in love for each other. Say this with me, it can be done, it can be done. It can be done, it can be done. Amen. Let's stand, worship team. Thank you for listening to City Life Church Podcast. 